Wow. All right. Well, what's up, everybody? Graham Green back here today. Thank you so much for joining me again. Welcome back to Tuesday, Bro Tuesday. You know, I say this every week, but this is the show that used to be a live call-in show for like five glorious weeks. Maybe not even that long. It was like four glorious weeks. This was a live call-in show where anybody could call in. I might go back to that format someday, but today there's just too much damn news to talk about. And that's what we're going to be talking about. This is basically just a news show now. We're going to be talking about the uh, the 2020 Democratic uh, candidates. A lot of them weighed in on the question of should vaping products be legal, keeping in mind that they are currently now already legal. So basically the question they're asking is should the government take this away from the citizens? That's, that's really more of a, an accurate question. Vaping is already legal. It's already legal. It's legal for someone who's of age to go to a vape shop and buy a nicotine vapor product. They're asking, well, should this be allowed? Should this be legal? The answers, well, the answers might shock you. The answers might not shock you. The answers didn't really shock me. Now, I haven't watched every single video because I wanted my take on them to be fresh, but we're going to be hearing audioly, audio, audioly, Audioly? Sure. I don't think audioly is actually a word. And I can't think of the correct word. Audioly. I'm going with audioly. We'll hear them audioly chime in with their answer to this question. Should vaping be legal? We're also going to have a little bit of story time with Grim Green. There's a great article that I want to read. Came out of NYU. They examined the 2018 National Youth Tobacco Survey and they came to a lot of the same conclusions that everybody else that has, that has you know, uh, studied the 2018 National Youth Tobacco Survey came to, which is, where's the epidemic? Where's the gateway? The data shows that there is no epidemic. The data shows that audibly, audibly, auditorially, audially, audibly. Okay, well, audibly, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, Sean. Thank you, PSS. Audibly. Thank you, Turbo Tony. Turbo Tony E4 in the house. Thank you, audibly, we'll be hearing from them. Where's the epidemic? Where's the epidemic? Where's the gateway? There's no gateway. There's no epidemic. We just keep hearing the same words over and over again. Epidemic, epidemic, epidemic. And I asked Scott Gottlieb way back in 2016, way back in 2017, you got to prove the epidemic. Prove it, Scott. Prove the epidemic. He didn't. He didn't prove it because he couldn't prove it because the 2018 National Youth Tobacco Survey doesn't show an epidemic. Stay hydrated, hydro homies. So before we get to these... uh. Before we get to these Democratic candidates, and not everybody took part in it, okay? Uh, there was only a few, let me see, let me switch to this view here. Uh, only a few people uh, chimed in on this. Only a few people chimed on in this. Hang on, let me resize my window real quick. Uh, first two dudes here, Bennett and Biden, they didn't chime in on this. Um, Bloomberg did. Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Buttigieg, I think that's how you say his name. Pete Buttigieg did chime in. Delaney did not chime in. Gabbard did not chime in. Amy Klobuchar, at least I think that's how you say it. Amy Klobuchar. Amy Klobuchar. Klobuchar. Amy 
Klobuchar. Klobuchar. Amy Klobuchar did chime in. Uh, Patrick did not chime in. Sanders did not chime in. Tom Steyer did. Elizabeth Warren did. And Andrew Yang did. So we're going to hear what all the things that they had to say about vaping. Additionally, we are going to be reading this article from uh, NYU. Most young people do not vape and even fewer vape regularly. What on earth? How could they possibly have come to this conclusion? Oh, they analyzed the 2018 National Youth Tobacco Survey, the same survey that got the powers that be, the FDA and Scott Gottlieb and our federal government to look at that same data and they went, nope, it's an epidemic. Does the data say it's an epidemic? Am I beating a dead horse into the ground here? We're gonna talk about the youth vaping epidemic again because it's not just a matter of, oh, it's either the kids are vaping, they're not vaping, there's an epidemic, there's not an epidemic. It's, it matters because places like New Jersey, places like New York, places like Massachusetts, places like Oregon, places like Washington, places like California are banning and regulating these products based on this epidemic word. Or oh, the youths, the youths are vaping them. The youths love those fruity flavors. Even though there's not an epidemic and the ones that are vaping uh, didn't even say that flavors were the number one reason why they picked up vaping. Okay, I need to keep my, my blood pressure down and I need to keep the rage sweat from happening. But let me tell you real quickly about my doctor's appointment that I had today. Just in, just in the interest of being open and honest with everybody, uh, dealing with, uh, you know, like I was talking about in the vlog, dealing with being overwhelmed, dealing with stress, dealing with anxiety, having that stress and anxiety manifest itself in you physically, feel physically tired, uh, lose my appetite constantly. It's horrible. And I've been having some issues. I, I got sick. Bogan got me sick in New Zealand. That's what this comes down to. Bogan fucking got me sick in New Zealand. I came home. I continued being sick. That slight sickness lasted all through the holidays, well into January. It started to get to be like into January, like into the middle of January. And I was still having this little bit of irritation in my throat, you know, a little bit of slight difficulty swallowing, you know, and I've noticed after Tuesday Bro Tuesdays and after podcasts and after vlogs, I'd feel some actual irritation like in my voice box, in my larynx. And I was very, I was instantly worried. I had some shed time one night. I got on Google and I was convinced, I convinced myself essentially that I had some sort of horrible throat disease, laryngeal cancer, throat cancer, something like that. I was just convinced. I was just convinced and it was just a matter of time before I went to the doctor and they, they reinforced that. Like they told me the same exact thing. So I finally made an appointment with an ear, nose and throat doctor. He's a great guy. I don't know if I've just been getting lucky with doctors, but the cardiologist I found, I love into the ground. He's an incredible doctor. And this ENT that I found, he's a great great dude and a really good doctor. So it turns out I don't have any sort of laryngeal cancer or throat cancer, right? Nobody's going to be real surprised by that. Uh, my wife, Casey, is not going to be surprised by that news at all. She's the one who's been trying to keep me grounded this whole time. But I just needed to talk to a doctor about it. You know, when you get older, I get worried. I get health, health worried about my health, you know, health concerns. It's why I'm switching my diet. It's why I'm exercising. It's why I'm trying to be a better, more active person and not just shovel garbage into my mouth. It's called harm reduction, you know, trying to reduce the harm in my life. 
And so it turns out I have this uh, laryngeal esophageal reflux, which is related to my larynx. Part of it is swollen. It gets worse over time, especially if I'm speaking a lot. It gets irritated. It's what happens when you're on YouTube for 10 years, just talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. Blood pressure, Nick. I know, Turbo Tony. Just talking and talking and talking. It has actually irritated my larynx. He's like, I, I basically, your throat looks like a singer's throat. You know, when I look at it, there's a swollen part of it. He's like, there's no cancer. There's no bumps. There's no polyps. There's no nothing. You just have this reflux, this esophageal reflux, which is different from acid reflux. Give me a whole takeaway sheet. I have to avoid chocolate and milk and fizzy drinks and I can't eat before bed. And, you know, there's a lot of like lifestyle rules and changes that need to happen in order for this to not get any worse because I do not want to lose my voice in any capacity. Yes, Mike Hewitt, if you're here, go ahead and hit that like button. Just smash it. Take your... Take something big like an Aspen Modco Monarch and just pound your computer with it. Just punch your computer. Throw your computer away. No, don't do that. And the whole point of this was, of course, I don't have what I thought I have. Of course, this is something that's treatable. I just have to be gentle to my voice a little bit and I have to not yell and go full Alex Jones and yell all the time and things like that. Blood pressure, rage sweat has to be a thing of the past. I can't get all riled up and I can't go crazy and start yelling and put on my tinfoil hat, which is off screen, but it is on Stuart, my stormtrooper. He's wearing the tinfoil hat now. He's wearing it. He's been watching too much Alex Jones videos. And so I actually got to talking to this doctor um, about vaping. Um, And we had a really great discussion about vaping and how it gets people off of cigarettes. He's like, I don't, I'm not a big fan of the kids picking it up. And I said, nobody is We're. I'm certainly not. Nobody in the industry is a big fan of it. He's for setting a minimum age, 21. He said 25. And I said, okay, that's, well, that's open for discussion, I guess. Set an open, open. And if you're of age, then you should be able to vape. He's like, we have cigarettes still on the market. He pointed out to me the silliness of selling cigarettes still while banning vaping products. It was just a really, really good conversation. I told him I had been vaping for 10 years. Uh, he said, my throat doesn't, you know, it, there's, it, there was not, I told him I smoked for 13 years. He's like, oh, you never know. Never know by looking at your throat that you smoked for 13 years. So I'm going to be drinking a lot of water. I'm going to be speaking in, uh, if you wake up, Mechmod, Mike, that's a great, if you wake up breathing, it is a great day. If you wake up breathing, it is a great day. But I was just really, I guess, taken aback because I thought for sure, oh, I'm going to this ear, nose, and throat doctor and we're going to talk about vaping and he's going to, you know, give me the rhetoric and the runaround. He did not. He, he is supportive of vaping as an ear, nose, and throat doctor. He is supportive of vaping. And uh, I just thought that was... I just thought that was really great and very refreshing. And it's nice to know, you know, that while some people are running from the science, not everybody's running from the science. You know, there's doctors that are reading the science. We, we, we have allies. We have people on our side. There are doctors that are into this and are actually reading the science and not just regurgitating that nonsense rhetoric that we constantly, constantly keep hearing of like, wow, people are, you know, people are dying from vaping. 
People are dying from vaping. Well, no, they're not. They're actually really not. And yeah, huge news out of Australia too. Australia just uh, turned all around on, uh, on nicotine and vaping. Um, got one super chat right out of the gate. We just do super chats as they come along. That's certainly not any pressure to have any super chats. But if you want to jump in there, I call these super chats uh, conversation derailers sometimes when I get really going on a subject. But let's read from uh, Josh here. Very gracious of you, my man. Hi from Mexico. Thanks for all you do for vaping. Josh, it's my pleasure. Like I said, this is a labor of love. I just love the crap out of vaping. I believe in it wholeheartedly. Even when... Even when I had my mind convinced that I had throat cancer, I thought to myself, I will still never stop fighting for vaping because I believe in it. I believe in it so much. And and no one is saying that vaping is harmless because it is certainly not harmless. It carries some risk. And if you're aware of those risks, if you're aware of that, you know, five-ish percent risk from vaping nicotine products, then you can be aware of that and continue doing it. And it's an order of magnitude, not, you know, much less harmful for you than smoking combustible tobacco cigarettes. Combustible tobacco cigarettes, crazy to me. So you guys want to hear from some Dems? You guys want to hear from the left? I kind of do. I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to have to get some headphones here so we can hear it. How do I pronounce Amy's name again? Klobuchar. Klobuchar. Can everybody hear that? This is a test. Give me a give me a uh, an X one in the chat if you can hear this Klobuchar. 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 Now I have to wait uh, like two full minutes for the lag to catch up, but I just want to make sure that everybody can hear this because if you can't hear that, then you're not going to be able to hear the the Dems talking here. You're not going to be able to hear the Dems talking here. I just want to make sure that everybody can hear that before I really start rolling on this because we're going to hear from them. You hear it? Jeff, Vinyl, right on. Okay, there we go. A lot of X. Appreciate that. So this was a question asked by the New York Times. Should vaping products be legal? And they use the very, very general, vague blanket term of vaping products, right? They didn't, they didn't, specify, uh, they didn't say, should THC cartridges be legal or illegal or regulated in some way? Should nicotine cartridges be legal or illegal or regulated in some way? Should uh, open vapor products be legal or illegal or regulated in some day, some way? And, and just that they ask that blanket question of vaping, New York Times doesn't know what they're talking about. Literally, well, we'll see. We'll get there. I don't want to say nobody knows what they're talking about here because that's not true. The majority of them don't know what they're talking about here. So uh, let's put whoever's talking their picture up on the screen here. Bloomberg. Bum, bum, bum. Look at that face. Look at those dead eyes. Look at that evil fucking man. Look at that guy. Wow. Wow, Bloomberg. Wow, here, let's let's shrink you down and move you back over here. <laughs> Just evil little Bloomberg, you evil little man. The nanny. So let's hear real quick what the nanny has to say about vaping. Should vaping products be legal? 
I think vaping products are very dangerous. There's an awful lot of evidence that, uh, that some people have died from things awful which the science can't explain yet. Science can't explain. Uh, the, the kids vaping in school. Uh, vaping has an enormous amount of nicotine in it. Not always. The tobacco companies are trying to get kids hooked just the way they tried I to get people very, hooked, very and kids particularly hooked on cigarettes. We made a lot of progress with cigarettes, and now we're giving a lot of that progress back. We should stop this right now, particularly the flavored kinds of vaping and cigarettes that young kids like. Would you ban, ban vaping products entirely? I, I think you could make a certain, a very good case to do so. It would be great if the president did that. It would be great if the president did that and you could make a very strong case to just ban vaping products. He says so much nonsense in this. Things science can't explain. So in the chat and in the description of this video, I'm just gonna put, put some links to what science can't explain that science has actually already explained, including this other article from the Wall Street Journal uh, talking about how the CDC has dialed back their uh, vaping warning and they know for sure that it's vitamin E, acetate, contaminated THC, street bought cartridges. That's This is one of the things that Mike Bloomberg says, well, science can't explain. And I love it when he says there's a, there's a lot of evidence shows that, you know, it, people are dying from it. Pe Nobody's dying from nicotine vaping, Mike Bloomberg. Zero people are dying from nicotine vaping. You know who is dying? Smokers in droves, 480,000 every year. For over 480,000 U.S. citizens will die this year from combustible tobacco cigarettes. Compare that to the 50 that died from black market illicit THC, vitamin E, acetate, adulterated cart THC carts. I mean, come on, Mike Bloomberg. Now, I, we don't have to rag on Mike Bloomberg. We ragged on Mike Bloomberg a lot last week. He is the nanny. He is the creator of the incredibly racist stop and frisk in New York. Anybody remember stop and frisk? Yeah. Let's not let Mike Bloomberg forget about the nanny and the stop and frisk. He's just, I mean, I, I don't want to use too many obscenities, but I would describe Michael Bloomberg as a, just a total piece of shit. Just, I'm a complete piece of shit. Hi, I'm Mike Bloomberg. I'm a complete piece of shit. So it's not surprising to me the things that he said about vaping. We should stop this right now, particularly the flavored kind of vaping and cigarettes that young kids like. Flavors are only for kids. You have to, you guys, you have to remember that. You have to remember that, that flavors are only for kids. Which is why it wasn't the number one reason given on the 2018 or 2019 National Youth Tobacco Survey for the reason that kids gave or that youths gave for trying vaping. It wasn't even the second reason given. It was the third reason given just above, I can do tricks with them. Better ban tricks. Better just ban anything that you can inhale or inhale. You know, anything. Because if that's, I mean, if, if the flavors are the reason that they're picking up vaping, then if we take those flavors off of the market, are they gonna switch to, I don't know, other inhalers? Are they gonna get a hold of like their, their, their kid sister's asthma inhaler and be like, this kinda tastes like fruit. Is that what they're gonna do? If it's just for flavors, Total piece of shit, the vapist. Total piece of shit. So let's hear right now from uh, let's hear from another guy here, Pete Buttigieg. 
Buttigieg. Buttigieg. That's how you say it. I'm pretty sure it's Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg says they should be held to a high standard and investigations can continue. Now, I've watched Pete's video already and Pete's video is very much like he has no idea what the fuck vaping is. Just zero idea of what vaping is. And he gives just a very sort of cookie cutter response. Like they should be held to a high standard and we should continue to, you know, here you go. I won't, I won't, I won't paraphrase it for you. Let's hear from Pete here. Not if they can't demonstrate better than they have up to now their safety. I'm very concerned about the harmful effects of vaping products and they should be held to a high standard. Investigations should continue and they should not be on the market if their safety cannot be demonstrated. Not if they can't demonstrate. They should not be on the market if their safety can't be demonstrated. Did tobacco cigarettes that are allowed on the market, did, 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 did we hold tobacco cigarettes to this high of a standard? <laughs> did we? We, so we have tobacco cigarettes on the market and then this new product comes in and says, we're less harmful than this product that's already on the market, but we're holding this product to a higher standard than the known killer that is on the market that is combustible tobacco cigarettes. Pete, you're just clueless. You got no idea what vaping is and higher standard, hold them to a higher standard. And look, I agree. I think that these should be regulated for safety, but I personally believe Pete Booty Juice, oh, come on, Outlaw Vapor. There's no need to call names here, Pete Booty Juice. That's funny, though. <laughs> Pete Booty Judge? It's Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Like book, B U, like book, Buttigieg. Buttigieg. I believe that's the way it's pronounced. I'm really bad at pronouncing things. I always have been, but I think it's Buttigieg. So Pete, Pete doesn't know what's going on. Pete doesn't know vaping from the, the hole in his ass. What? Pete doesn't know vaping from the hole in his head. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I, I was really trying to make a joke there that really didn't pan out. Next, we're going to hear from uh, Amy. How do you pronounce it again? Klobuchar. Amy Klobuchar. Klobuchar. Amy Klobuchar. I know very little about Amy Klobuchar. Very, very little. The little clip here says, I support the memorandum that's in place right now. This is one that I haven't really watched. And so I'm assuming from her little quote there, I support the moratorium that's already in place right now. I'm assuming that she's just going to give the same uh, the same rhetoric and and jargon that we have already heard a thousand times. What what say you Amy? Should vaping products be legal? I support the moratorium that's in place right now because of these uh, deaths that oh, we've the deaths. seen. Yeah. Um, and I think there's got to be much stronger regulations if they Tell start the to be dealers. sold again. It, this clearly I've been at hearings sold about again? this where uh, they were uh, using icons to teenagers to advertise them, where they had flavors that clearly were meant to get young people hooked. Um, I think we have to start regulating this uh, just like we took on tobacco, because what we've learned uh, is that it is addictive uh -huh. and it's very problematic. It's and I would limit it, actually, you could do it if people believe that it helps them to get off of smoking some way. Uh, you could do a program 
uh, through oh. uh, doctors or other programs oh. where that's the use of them instead of what we've been seeing, which has been people dying. Oh. I support. Oh, so Amy Klobuchar kind of supports vaping and tobacco harm reduction if if the government is in charge of it, right? If if we're in charge of it, if the government's in charge of it, then it could be a good thing. But if the government's not in charge of it, then people are going to die. That's more or less what she said. She conflates nicotine vaping with the black market illicit vitamin E acetate lung injuries. She should be smarter than that. If they're able to be sold again, they're already being sold now. They're legal right now, Amy. They're already legal. That's not the question. That's not the question. Uh, if someone believes that it could get you off of cigarettes, then that should be an option, but only, only if it's through us. Only if it's through us, the government. Trust me, we're from the government. We're here to make things better. We know better than you. She's pulling a classic Mike Bloomberg here. Classic Mike Bloomberg. And I hate, I hate this. Oh, it drives me insane. Flavors that are clearly meant for kids. Strawberry, anything strawberry flavored is only for kids. Remember that. Remember that just in your day-to-day life. If you go down to the House of Pies over there on Sunset and you want to order a strawberry pie, they check your ID. And if you're over 18, they won't sell it to you. Oh, it's, oh man, I forgot. I didn't, I didn't switch the picture. Damn it, Bloomberg, we missed Pete. Look at this great picture of Pete I had. Look at this great picture of Pete. Damn it. Okay, well, here, we can get caught up with Amy. I got got this. Got this picture of Amy Klobuchar. Anyone else feels like Mike Bloomberg's dead eyes are watching you? Yeah, dick roller. I feel like he's a little bit like hypnotoad. Like when I see a picture of Mike Bloomberg, I just... That's what I see. Just dead eyes looking at you. Just dead eyes. All right, well, uh, we got Amy. That's what, that's what Amy had to say. So now, this is the one that's interesting. Her little... Elizabeth Warren's a little bit all over the place. I don't like Elizabeth Warren. I don't, I don't like her. I, I just don't like her as a person. She might have fine policy... She might be a smart person. She doesn't come across as a smart person. She comes across to me as like your aunt that thinks that they can ground you, you know? That, that's the person that she comes across to me. Let's listen to what Elizabeth Warren has to say. Her little blurb right out of the gate says, I want to see our government ban dangerous products. All right, Elizabeth Warren, here we go. What else are we gonna ban? Cars are fucking dangerous. Cars definitely banned. Helicopters, Kobe Bryant just died in a dangerous helicopter. Let's ban helicopters for sure. Let's ban motorcycles. Let's ban booze 100%. Uh, 100%. All prescription drugs, opiates, right? We're going to ban those for sure. 100%. Cigarettes, Elizabeth Warren. Cigarettes, cigars, these are all very dangerous things. She wants to see our government ban dangerous products. 
That's the kind of, that's just a little bit of back. That's the kind of person that Elizabeth Warren is. Let's hear what Elizabeth Warren has to say. Elizabeth Warren, should vaping products be legal? You know, I believe in science. I believe in an FDA that is not governed by for-profit industries. Yeah. I want to see uh, our government ban dangerous products. products. I don't want to see kids get hurt. I don't want to see kids get dangerous hurt either. Uh, And I want our government agencies to be able to just deal with the science, do what is right based on the science and the health of the American people. That's how I see it on this product and many others. The science I've seen talks about the danger of vaping products, but also talks about some uses for vaping products. I don't want to do this as politics. I don't want to do this as money influence. I want to do this on what the science shows. That's that's how I think in areas like this we make the best policies. You know. What? What, Elizabeth Warren? I don't know how to feel about that. Because I don't like Elizabeth Warren. But she said some kind of smart things in there. She said what Bernie Sanders basically said on the Joe Rogan podcast. I believe in science. She wants the government to ban dangerous products, which I wholeheartedly do not agree with, but I do agree with her that we need to do right what's based on science. We need to do, we need to have good policy based on science. I don't know how to feel about that now. How do I feel about Elizabeth Warren right now? I still don't like her. I would still not vote for Elizabeth Warren personally. But I like what she said about science. I like what she said about science. She believes in science. The science she's seen is that they're, they're, they could be bad, right? I, the science I've seen, I like that she said it sh- it, that it shouldn't be a political thing, that it should be based on science. I agree. Right, exactly. Her science, the science that she has seen, The science doesn't change depending on who's looking at it. I'm sure she has access to all of the same science that everybody does, right? Unless her science exclusively comes from Uncle Touchy, (laughs) Stanton Glance. The science is there, Elizabeth Warren. This is my message to Elizabeth Warren. Ready? I got your picture right here, Elizabeth Warren. The science is there. If you believe in science, we will get you science. There is mountains of science. And if you do believe in the science, then believe in it and read it and and make policy based on that. This shouldn't be a political thing, and it has become a political thing. That's why I think Trump did this pod flavor ban thing. I think he's pandering for votes. I think he thinks he I think he's eating his cake and having it too. I think he's looking hard, banning, well, we're going to ban these dangerous pods that the youths are really into, and it's going to satisfy the soccer moms, and we're going to leave open vapor, and then all those people at the rally might vote for me now. He's, I feel like he's just pandering for vape votes, and to me, that's what, what the fuck ever. You, you're not, I'm, I will not be pandered to. I will not be pandered to. Ban Uncle Touchy, that's right. Uh, Next up, Andrew Yang. Look at little Andrew Yang. Don't you just love Andrew Yang? I used to really like Andrew Yang. In fact, he's the first Democratic candidate 
that I ever was interested in. He's the first Democratic candidate that I kind of went, okay, well, what about Andrew Yang? You know, what about Andrew Yang? Where's Yang gang landing on this? He said some things off the cuff uh, earlier in the month about uh, vaping and it's dangerous and it's killing people and the science that he has, you know, he pulled in the science that I have. Uh, I think Andrew Yang is a smart guy. I uh, regrettably contributed to his campaign um, once. I kind of I kind of liked Andrew Yang for a hot minute. I thought Andrew Yang could be I'm like, I could be Yang gang. I could be Yang gang. Could I be Yang gang? Mm. I don't know if I could be Yang gang. I don't know if I could be Yang gang, but I do want to hear what Andrew Yang has to say. So Andrew Yang, let me ask you this question, my man. Uh, Should vaping products be legal? Vaping products are clearly injuring and even killing uh, Americans, particularly young Americans, and they've been marketed inappropriately. We need to regulate these products yeah. uh, to a much higher degree, but I, I don't think we should ban them all outright. Vaping products. I don't think I, we should ban them all outright. Andrew Yang said another thing I agree with. I don't like that he said that vaping products are peop- causing people to die. People are dying. You're just wrong. You just now, now if you, I feel like now if you're conflating this, you're calling vaping, saying that people are dying from vaping, all you do is look foolish because the CDC has said otherwise. The FDA has said otherwise. Leafly has said otherwise. Rolling Stone has said otherwise. ABC News has said otherwise. The Wall Street Journal has said otherwise. The New York Times has said otherwise. Millions of vapors across the country have said otherwise. Doctors across the country have said otherwise. So to me, when you say, well, these vaping, and again, let's hold vaping to a higher standard of safety than combustible tobacco cigarettes. People are dying. When you say that, you just look foolish and you should feel foolish, Andrew Yang. You should feel foolish for what you said there. I do agree with you that they shouldn't be banned. I don't want them banned. I don't want vaping banned the same way I don't want cigarettes banned. I think if you're a free adult American, then you get to decide what you do or do not put inside your body. I get, and I get to make that decision now when I, now that I've changed my diet. I mean, could you imagine if you change your diet and you're like, well, I'm going to be a vegetarian now. I'm going to be a vegetarian now. I'm going to eat better. I want, I need to eat more beans in my life. That's how you need, if you need more beans in your life, become a vegetarian because most of the meals are just beans, which I'm fine with. But if I did that, if I became a vegetarian and the government went, nope, we're going to ban that. You now, have, you now only have one choice. You now only have the more harmful option. You can only eat fast food. Right now, Americans have a choice. Do I not smoke? Do I smoke? Do I not vape? Do I vape? Do I not eat fast food? Do I eat fast food? That's up to us because we live in America. Land of the free, liberty and justice for all. I don't want fast food banned. I don't want, I don't want cigarettes banned. I want informed adult Americans to be able to make their own decisions. Why are we holding vaping to this crazy high standard? Why are we holding vaping to this crazy high standard? It's unbelievable. Although I do agree with you, Yang. I don't think they should be banned. And that's the one thing 
I was surprised by that. I thought for sure Yang was going to try to appeal to that bigger, you know, a uh, uh, progressive group and say, yes, we should ban them. I thought for sure, thought for sure he would jump on that, but he definitely didn't. More people have died from vending machines than vaping. More people have died from choking on pen caps than vaping. More people die every day from alcohol than have died in the last decade from vaping. Quadruple the amount of people die from alcohol every single day than over a decade of vaping. I know, Tracy Kennedy, I, I know. I was just kind of making a joke there. I'm just, I'm just getting into this now. I'm just getting into this being a vegetarian type of thing. And uh, it seems like a lot of the recipes that I'm coming across and that we're making uh, all involve beans. You know, it's like corn, lentils, uh, kidney beans, black beans, things like that. And right now I'm at the bean stage. I'm at the bean stage of being a vegetarian. It's been a symphony of flatulence over here in the green household. So Andrew Yang. In closing, Andrew Yang, not crazy far off, not really rational, don't think he really knows what he's talking about, but I do like at the very end, he said, I don't think we should ban these. And that's getting that. I think that's a, I agree with you, Andrew Yang. I agree with you. Now this last one, Tom Steyer is the one that I'm really interested to hear because his little thing says, 21 year olds are fully formed adults and can make their own decisions. This is amazing. That is a great little quote. And I like Tom Steyer. I like Tom Steyer. He's done, Tom Steyer's not a politician. Tom Steyer's just a billionaire philanthropist. And he's done a lot of good in the world just by being a billionaire philanthropist. The things he's done in California for the school lunches. I mean, I've read, I've looked, I like Tom Steyer. I just like Tom Steyer. I wanna see what Tom Steyer has to say about vaping. So what say you, Tom Steyer? Let me ask you this, my man. Let me get Tom up here. Let me get Tom. Here's Tom. Hi, Tom. Let's put Tom right in the middle here. Tom looks like you just caught him by surprise in this picture. Uh, Okay, before we do this, let's answer this question. Grim Green, so why is the USA only having this problem, but other places like Europe promote the crap out of it, building shops and hospitals, etc.? They have no issue over there. Um... I mean, that is the tip of a very, very hugely loaded question. I don't know. Special interest groups, crony capitalism, uh, big pharma's bottom line, the fact that we have a revolving door between our own food and drug administration and big pharmaceutical companies where you can be the head of the FDA, leave your post, and then go work for a pharmaceutical company, and then go back again to the FDA to, you know, sort of nurture and pass, you know, oh, let's help out my Pfizer buddies. Let's help out big pharmaceuticals since I work for them too and I and I'm a position in the government it's it's corruption it's crony capitalism it's I mean there are three things that built America one of them is tobacco 
There's just no denying it. I mean, when you look at the numbers, the MSA is a very large part of it, but it's not all of it. A lot of it is that tobacco tax money. I mean, when you think about the fact that between tobacco taxes and the master settlement payments, the state of New Jersey netted in 2019 like $800 million, like that's crazy. That's a cash, that's a revenue stream. Vaping is just a disruptive technology. And there, there, there's not these other conflicts of interest in other countries. In the United Kingdom, I mean, this is something that Matt talks about all the time. But in the United Kingdom, they have socialized medicine. They have universal health care there. So I know blood pressure, Turbo Tony. Turbo Tony, thank you for being here and just reminding me to keep my calm and keep my blood pressure down. Keep your blood pressure down, Nick. So it's in their government's best interest to keep their citizens as healthy as possible because when their citizens get sick, the government is footing the bill. Ultimately, the taxpayers are footing the bill, but the government is footing that bill in the United Kingdom. So the healthier their citizens are, the less they're spending on smoking-related death and disease. In the United States, we have a for-profit healthcare system, which I'm actually all for, just not the way that it is now. You should be able to vote with your dollars instead of being forced to use certain insurance companies, but I won't get into that. We're not going to dive full on into the libertarian world, but we have a for-profit healthcare system. So when people get sick, a lot of people make a lot of money. There's money to be made off of sick people, lots of money to be made off of sick people. Uh, Wade Nixon, I'm from California, you motherfucker. I was born in California and I live in Los Angeles. Oops. Sorry, I didn't mean to call you a motherfucker. I'm just joking around. Let's listen to Tom Steyer. Let's listen to what Tom Steyer has to say. Let's get Tom back up here, Tom Steyer. So Tom, can I ask you a question? Oh yes, Nick, you can. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, Tom, should vaping products be legal? You know, I think that the way it stands now that vaping is legal for people who are 21 or older, just the way cigarettes are legal for 20, people who are 21 or over is probably right. You're comfortable with that? Look, I put through a $2 pack cigarette tax in California a few years ago, and there was a large argument about whether to include vaping products. And we came down on the side of, yes, they should be, because in fact, these are not smoking cessation devices. These are introduction to smoking devices. Oh, but I believe, Tom. you know, 21 year olds are fully formed adults can make their own decisions. And I believe that that's appropriate, an appropriate standard. Tom, Tom, Tom Steyer. That was far and away the best answer to this question, in my opinion. Far and away the best answer to this question, in my opinion. You almost nailed all of it. You almost nailed all of it, except for when you said that these are introduction to tobacco products. And all you have to do is look at the smoking rates nationwide to see that that's simply not true. Not even not true, but like a laughable statement. When you have the lowest, consistently the lowest youth smoking rates in, in recorded time, and the lowest adult smoking rates in the nation in, in since the beginning, since since Columbus, maybe not since Columbus. Okay, I was going a little far too back. 
you can't say that you can't use the gateway argument. I'm sorry, you can't. You can't use the gateway argument. The data just shows that you can't use the gateway argument because introductory to smoking, introductory to smoking, not even close, Tom Steyer, not even close. Everything else you said I'm on board with. If you're a fully informed adult, 21 and over, you should be able to smoke cigarettes. You should be able to vape. He included vaping in this $2 a pack tax because it's an introduction to, he says these are not smoking cessation devices, which they're not smoking cessation devices. They're, they're something completely new. It's something that the world has never seen before. Recreational clean nicotine use is something that the world has never experienced before vaping existed. The only way to get your nicotine before vapor products was through tobacco, either combusted or chew, chewing tobacco or combustion, that was it. Chewing tobacco, mouth cancer, oral cancer, lung cancer, throat cancer, esophageal cancer, cigarettes, mouth cancer, you know, lip cancer, esophageal cancer, COPD, emphysema, lung cancer. That was the only way to get your nicotine. And now that we have a way to get nicotine that bypasses 95% of that horrible crap, it's it's just something that's never existed before. And, you know, I think it was Michelle Milton, you know, huge shout out to Michelle Milton. I think it was her that wrote, uh, that was talking about, God damn it, I can't remember. I can't remember the title of it. I can't remember the title of it, but it was talking about how uh, politicians are regulating something that they don't understand. They don't understand at all. And they don't, they, and they, I've said this before, they don't understand and they just don't have no interest in learning. They just aren't, aren't even going to bother to try to understand it. They're like, no, we'll just ban it. I've got, you know, we got so much stuff to worry. Let's just ban it. <laughs> Let's just ban it. We don't need evidence. We don't need science. We don't need subject matter experts. We don't need, we don't need any of that. No, just let's just ban it because we don't understand it because we don't understand it and they're not willing to learn. So forgive me. I'm going to have a little bit of a vape here. Uh, this is just what I'm vaping today. Uh, Aspen Monaco Monarch. That's a very, very naked original recipe recoil on there. Look how clean, look how clean that RDA is. Pony on acid on the inside. Old school, 15 mil bottle. Cheers. But Tom, otherwise I agree with you, Tom. And look, this isn't the first time I've agreed with you, Tom Steyer. I like Tom. I don't think he's going to get the nomination. I don't think he could win if he did get the nomination. But if he did get the nomination, Tom Steyer is someone that I could see voting for. And I have never voted Dem. Just want to put that out there. I've never voted Dem. Tom Steyer is the first and only Dem that I've ever come across where I was like, okay. I mean, Andrew Yang, I had a brief love affair with Andrew Yang, but Tom Steyer, if I thought Tom Steyer had a chance, I would promote Tom Steyer. I just don't think he has a chance. I don't know where Tom Steyer lands on a lot of other things, but on the things that matter to me, I mostly agree with Tom Steyer. I mostly agree with Tom Steyer, and I think he's done more good for the country as a billionaire philanthropist than than all of Congress combined for the last 10 years or something like that. So are we shocked by any of these answers? A little bit. I'll tell you who I am shocked by. 
Not so much Tom Steyer, but I'm a little bit shocked by Tom Steyer considering he's running as a Dem. He's running as a progressive. I am shocked by Elizabeth Warren, to be honest with you. Shocked by Elizabeth Warren. We should look at the science. That's what she said. I believe in the science. We should look at the science. That's how we get good policy. And I'm thinking, damn it, yes, you're right, Elizabeth Warren. That's how we get good policy is science-based legislation. I feel like that's... I feel like that's not too much to ask for these days. Yeah. Anthony. And here's the thing. I'm not uh I'm not here. I'm never gonna be here to urge you or tell you to vote for anybody or anybody in particular. I'm gonna vote who I'm gonna vote for, and you guys should vote who you should vote for. I just want to put the information out there just to help make people make an informed decision. That's all I've ever done in my life is I take the information around me that I have access to, all the information around me, and then based on that information, then I'll make my decision. And that's just, I'm just trying to put information out there for you. I'm not saying you should vote for Tom Steyer, but if you want to vote for Tom Steyer, shit, you should vote for Tom Steyer. All the, the only thing I'm ever going to tell you guys to do or ask you guys to do is vote your hopes. You have to vote your hopes, and the lesser of two evils is still evil. Dang, that's good. I could just keep sitting here and vaping. So that wraps that up. That's what all the 2020, at least most of them, like I said, there was a, a lot of people not included. Uh, Bennett Biden. Uh, Bennett Biden, Delaney Gabbard was not in there. Uh, Bernie Sanders was not in there, which is a real shame because I would like to see what Bernie Sanders has to say about it. I'm not saying I would vote for Bernie Sanders. I'm not going to pull a Joe Rogan and endorse Bernie Sanders. But I would like to hear what he has to say about this. I want to see him answer this question, should vaping products be legal? I'd like to just hear Bernie Sanders talk about vaping once even a little, just a little bit would be great. Just something, because then we'd have something to go off of. You know, right now it's just nothing. I get nothing from him. I'd like something from him. I'd like something from him. Um, so uh, what time is it? Oh, okay, well, we got a little bit of time. All right, uh, let me get to some of these super chats that have been happening. Uh, for, firstly, thank you guys so much for coming out uh, and hanging out with me on uh, Tuesday afternoons. I love it. I love this stream. It's a much, much, much more cash, much more cash type of stream. Welcome, sick as kitzo. <laughs> Welcome, Ian Thomas. Welcome, Green Eyed Lady. I see you guys there. I see you there, Katie, as well. Katie, Caddy. I'm going to call you Caddy. Uh, there is, uh, is there a libertarian nominee yet? No, of course not, because we don't want to win. <laughs> we announce our candidate like three months before the election, and that's just how it goes. That's what, that's just how it goes. An advocate for liberty, please share email response I sent on Patreon. Oh, okay. You want me to share this right now? Let's see what's going on over here. I'll, I'll check it out. I'm going to get over to Patreon. I'm going to check these messages. I've got 16 messages. These are all going to get answered today. Where were we over here? Uh, advocate for liberty, except I don't know your real name on here. Uh, you Timothy, uh, 
thanks. Oh, okay, this is it. Uh, an actual response. So this is a response that an advocate for liberty got. Uh, it goes by the name of Timothy. I don't know if you want your name out there, Timothy. I'm going to throw it out there anyway. Now you can all call you Timothy. The following is an actual response from one of VT's, so Vermont senators. Hi, Tim. Thanks for your email. The bill was written to address the huge increase in youth vaping and the fact that flavored products are specifically marketed at teens. However, I appreciate your thoughts and will keep them in mind as this bill is debated. My best, Ruth. Yeah. So what you got there, Timothy, what you got there was what we call a cookie cutter response. I, this, is, this is what just happens nonstop. This is what you get. This is what you get when you email representatives. This is what I got when I emailed uh, Kamala Harris because she's one of my, she's one of my here in California. Kamala Harris, uh, Feinstein. This is what I get when I email Feinstein. You get that back. You go, as you know, vaping amongst youth has skyrocketed in recent years, and this is of grave concern to uh, to us, to politicians. We want to ban it. We want to not not have kids vaping. So this is how I'm voting, but I really appreciate your thoughts and I'll keep them in mind, you know, as this moves forward. It's just cookie cutter responses. Oh, it's it's not even answered by them. It's answered by one of their aides. Like they get these emails. It's like, oh, it's a question about vaping. Here's the vaping answer. Boom, send it off. Bye. We'll all get the same thing. If we all emailed Kamala Harris, if every Californian emailed Kamala Harris, we would all get the exact same cookie cutter copy pasta responses from politicians. That's just what you get. There's no real communication there unless, and this is something that you can do, uh, you can request phone meetings. You can request in-person meetings. If I wanted to, I could request and schedule an in-person meeting with Kamala Harris and ask her about vaping. I could. I could, I should. Why don't I do that? I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to request a meeting with Kamala Harris, 800%. Um, Vapor Mist. Oh, uh, no. Oh, sorry. I'm way back here. Dick Roller. Very gracious of you, my man. Anyone just feel like Bloomberg's dead eyes are watching you? Yeah. Always. Always. Bloomberg is the hypnotoad. That's the only thing I can think of when I see hypnotoad. It's like it's like Emperor Palpatine with the hypnotoad eyes. I know what's best for you. The thing about Bloomberg is, besides being just a total piece of shit, like just a complete total piece of shit, he's one of those. And I said this before. I said this in the. I said this last week on Tuesday, Bro Tuesday. He has said there's a quote from him that says, "I believe there are times when the government should." intrude on your freedom. A presidential candidate said there are times when I think the government should intrude on your freedom. That is unacceptable to me. That's unacceptable to me as a human. That's really unacceptable to me as a free of age adult American. Unbelievable. Oh, for the greater good, for the greater good. I know better than you. So I'm going to protect you from yourself unbelievable. Maybe I should just run for office. Could I be a representative? Could I? They might let me be a representative. I could get elected. I could take office. I should run. I could be a representative. No problem. 
I could be a state senator. State senator. Uh, Mac Gumba, very gracious of you. YouTube suspended, what? YouTube suspended vaping with Vic's channel again today. He got no shop links. Ambitious got several strikes too. He has no links. YouTube is cracking down. Oh shit. Well, I don't have, uh, I haven't got any strikes recently. I haven't got suspended or anything like that. So keep an eye out. Uh, the only thing I can say is if that ever happens, um, you can always find me on grimgreen.com. I'm redoing grimgreen.com. It's not a great looking website right now, but it's functional. And that's all I care about. I just want to have a home. So in the event that, you know, we didn't care when they deplatformed Alex Jones, we should have cared when they deplatformed Alex Jones, but we didn't. And we should have. And now other people are getting deplatformed. So if for some reason I get deplatformed or my Twitter gets pulled or Instagram bans me or something, you can always find me on grimgreen.com. I will post there. I will be there. Grimgreen.com is always my home. All that, you know, there now is just my videos, my podcasts, uh, some news and advocacy stuff, uh, my Twitter feed. It's hard to build a website by yourself when you don't know what you're doing. That's where I'll always be. I'm I'm sorry to vaping with Vic. I'm sorry to ambitions. That's horrible. YouTube is just the worst. I know, DC. What the fuck is this world coming to? Vapor Mist, very gracious of you. Here, there's there's a little fist bump for you there. Dick Roller, one more. Tom looks like he farted, but it was a lot more than a fart. Was it Tom? Where did where did Tom go? Here's Tom. Oh yeah, he does look surprised by his flatulence. Tom Steyer, surprised by flatulence. It does look like that. Um, Alex, very gracious of you. Shout out to 765 in Indiana, watching the live stream at the shop. Try to get the stream every time I work. Selling the Grim Kit like hotcakes. Hell yeah, dude. Keep selling those Grim Kits. I don't make any money off of them. I haven't, and I don't think I ever will because of Hell Vape. But I do, I do still believe in that kit, and I do still believe it can provide a great vape, and I do still believe it can help smokers transition off of combustible tobacco cigarettes. That's why I believe in the Grim Kit. That's why I believe in the Grim Kit. Um, Tracy, hydrate. All right, thank you for reminding me, Tracy. Yeah. Thank you for that, Tracy. I appreciate that. Uh, Damien, very gracious of you. The force is strong with you, Nick Skywalker. Yep. Apparently, that's how it works. You can just change your name to Skywalker. You can. People, when so Next time someone asks me my name, I'm going to look. And I'm going to see force ghosts of Luke and, and Leia for some reason. And then I'm just going to take their name. I'm going to say, I'm a Skywalker now. You know, it would have been a great, you know, it would have been so much better right there. And I think I've said this on the Culture of Clouds podcast multiple times. Why didn't she just choose the name Organa? Because she was closest with Leia. Leia Organa, it would have made really great sense. Or or even Solo. Like what if she had said, my name is Ray Solo. It would have tied her in with Han whom she was really angry that Kylo Ren, you know, killed his father, killed Han Solo. She had a connection to Han Solo. That would have made sense because she in herself is Solo. And that's how Han got his name as he was Solo. Han Solo would have made a lot more sense than Skywalker. 
But I don't want to talk about the rise of Skywalker. I don't want to talk about the train wreck that is the rise of Skywalker. That just makes me more angry every day that I think about it. <clears throat> oh, shoot. Okay, I'm glad you like the Grim Kit. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. Um, did send you one of the positive responses as well uh, of a senator that is that is still discussing alternative solutions such as a knit cap with me. Oh, okay. I, I will check that out. Did you email that to me, Timothy? <laughs> Timothy, let's do some more super chats and then we got to get to this great article, you guys. This is a great, great article. Uh, last one from here, Ranger Man. Those cookie gutter responses are condescending as fuck. Yeah, I could not agree with you more. I could not agree with you more. And for some reason, that's only acceptable in politics and politicians. Yeah, J.J. Abrams, I don't want to get off track and talk about Star Wars again, British eyes, but yeah, J.J. Abrams is a terrible storyteller. Just the worst. What was the Rise of Skywalker even about? What was the story of it? You couldn't tell me. No one could. What was it about? I don't know. They were searching for the things. Yeah, it was just a big MacGuffin chase. Multiple MacGuffins and multiple fake outs. Just mystery boxes everywhere. That's not how you tell a story, J.J. Abrams. <sighs> now I got sidetracked. What was I even talking about? Oh, yeah, the cookie cutter responses that for some reason are perfectly acceptable when you email a politician. But could you imagine emailing like uh, your car insurance, Geico, <laughs> and just sending them an email and saying, uh, uh, I moved and I'm wondering if my rate has changed at all because I moved to a different zip code and I'm, I'm just wondering if my monthly rate has changed. And you got an email back that said, well, thank you for your email. And we realize that moving does sometimes change rates. And I'll keep that in mind moving forward. No, no one would accept that. No one would accept that. That's why you vote with your dollars. I vote with my dollars all the time. It's the great way to live. It's the libertarian way to live. If you don't like the way a company's doing something, you boycott them. You just don't, you don't buy their shit anymore. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to talk about, I don't want to dive into the libertarian world. So let's read this article. NYU, New York University. Uh, this was a study done by NYU, uh, and I'm just going to read it. It's great. Uh, the very beginning here, the big headline on this, um, most young people do not vape and even fewer vape regularly. Uh, this is something, this is something we've known. This is something we've talked about. Ian, I will answer that question right after I read this article. Uh, most young people do not vape and even fewer vape regularly. Fears of a youth vaping epidemic may be overblown, finds NYU analysis. Here we go. While youth vaping rates have increased in recent years, most middle and high school students don't vape or smoke and very few vape or smoke daily, finds a study led by researchers at NYU School of Global Public Health. The study Published this month in the journal Nicotine and Tobacco Research finds that over 80% of youth do not use any tobacco and over 86% don't vape. And among the minority who do vape, most are not regular users. In addition, the study reveals that most, most youth who are vaping are also current or former smokers. This is, uh, this is yes, this is 
This is what we've known from the 2018 National Youth Tobacco Survey. This is what we've been shouting about on Twitter for months now, data from the 2018 National Youth Tobacco Survey that shows less than 0.6% of non-smoker, non-vapers picked up vaping and that the overwhelming majority of these youth vaping cases are either current or former smokers. When given the chance, youths will clearly choose the less harmful option and no one is, uh, no one's celebrating that. <laughs> no one's celebrating that. Let me get my stream deck here. I forgot I had this. Pew, yeah, that's much easier. <clears throat> Our findings underscore the importance of examining the full context of how youth are using vaping and tobacco products, said Allison Glasser, an assistant research scientist at NYU's School of Global Public Health and the study's lead author. The key to protecting youth in the United States is determining the patterns the patterns of frequency of use and co-use of vaping and tobacco products, which will give public health decision makers the best possible information to protect the public's health. While the FDA and CDC's National Youth Tobacco Survey has shown a concerning increase in youth vaping in recent years, little is known about the frequency with which youth use e-cigarettes, if it's an occasional occurrence or a daily habit, as well as whether they also use more harmful smoked tobacco products like cigarettes and inexpensive cigars or cigarillos. In this study, the researchers analyzed the 2018 National Youth Tobacco Survey in which more than 20,000 middle and high school students were asked about their use of various tobacco and vaping products in the last 30 days. Now, this is something that I don't really understand. This is something that confuses me because you hear politicians like the nanny Bloomberg, like the total piece of shit Mike Bloomberg, say things like five million youths vape now. Five million youths have tried e-cigarettes. The National Youth Tobacco Survey only surveys 20,000 people, 20,000 youths. Where... Where is this 5 million? I mean, if the National Youth Tobacco Survey was like, we interviewed 10 million kids and found that 5 million, then you kind of go, okay, that's actual data where they interviewed and or, or gave this survey to a, a, the proper number of kids, but the survey really only interviews 20,000 kids. I don't know where the 5 million number is coming from. It could be made up like the epidemic, I don't know. Where's that 5 million number coming from? If anybody has any information as to about that, then, then, then please let me know because I, I, am, I am super confused. Analysis was conducted on the 2018 survey. The latest available full data set, the 2019 National Youth Tobacco Survey, which showed that youth vaping continued to grow from 2018 to 2019, has not yet been made available for public analysis. This is another weird thing that the CDC and the FDA have been doing just in the last few years, just in the last few years. But the 2017, the 2018, and the 2019, I believe, all the National Youth Tobacco Survey, all that data has been withheld longer than normal. In the past, 
get the 2015 National Youth Tobacco Survey. They do the survey, they release the data. They release the data so that other researchers and analysts can research it and analyze it and you know show what this data is actually you know showing. They can reveal what this data is actually showing. In, 2000, in 2018, they didn't release the data for a very long time and that's when we got epidemic. Epidemic, 2017, very long time. Epidemic, we couldn't verify it. Nobody had the data to verify these epidemic claims, but they put the epidemic out there anyway. So now we have all of these people finally getting access to this data and going, uh, where's the epidemic? Seriously, where is it? Where is it? Let's continue reading. A critical finding across all surveys from 2013 to 2019 is that smoking actually decreased much more rapidly to a record low during the very same years vaping increased. What? It's almost as if vaping is displacing smoking. It's almost as if the youth are choosing the less harmful option for themselves. From 2015 to 2018, daily cigarette smoking among youths declined from 1.2% to 0.9%, while regular vaping, 20 or more out of the past 30 days, increased from 1.7% to 3.6%. The faster drop in smoking suggests that vaping is helping displace youth use of much more deadly smoking, a net harm reduction benefit to the population as a whole, said David Abrams, a professor of social and behavioral sciences at NYU's School of Global Public Health and the study's co-author. The researchers also found that while youth vaping increased from 2017 to 2018, the increase was driven by infrequent e-cigarette use rather than regular use. Experimenting experimenting more than habitually using. This is another thing that people, you know, THR advocates, vape advocates on Twitter have been shouting from the mountaintops. Mountaintops? Maybe the mountaintops are a little too high. Shouting from the rooftops that this isn't regular use. This isn't habitual use, you know. Uh, This is something I've said before a lot in the past, but I hate that in this modern internet age that people just want that like one word, quick sound bite, yes or no, good or bad, right or wrong. It's a little more complicated than that, you guys. It's not just is vaping bad, should vaping products be legal. You can't just say yes. It has to be yes, but... XYZ, this is a complicated question that requires a complicated answer more than just yes. Should vaping be pro- products be legal? No, because this discussion needs to happen. And this is a complicated question that requires a complicated answer. They're not looking. NYU, as far as I know, this is one of the first big you know, uh, research analysts of the data that has come out and said, We need to look at more than just if they tried it. We need to look at the habits that they are using. How are they using these vapor products? How are they using them? 
Critically, uh, researchers found, there we go, the researchers found that while youth, okay, I already read this part. Where was I? 13.8% vaped five days or fewer. Okay, while 13.8% of students had vaped in the past 30 days, more than half of them vaped five days or fewer. Critically, the majority of youth vapors also use or have used more deadly tobacco products. 60 to 88.9% depending on the frequency of vaping. While there has been fear that e-cigarettes are introducing nicotine to many young people who would otherwise not have smoked, the data shows otherwise. Only a small portion of tobacco-naive youth report vaping. Examining tobacco and e-cigarette use patterns in youth is informative about the risk of continued use in adulthood. While in a perfect world, young people would not be smoking or vaping. If the vast majority of youth who vape are already current or former smokers, vaping could offer them a safer alternative than cancer-causing cigarettes, said Ray Neruya, a professor of social and behavioral sciences at NYU School of Global Public Health and a study co-author. This study provides us with a better understanding of youth vaping patterns, which is critical for creating effective public health policies around nicotine and tobacco. Reacting too quickly to reports of youth vaping without considering the full context could do more harm than good, added Abrams. We need to avoid prohibitionist regulations like banning e-cigarettes while leaving much more deadly cigarettes and cigars in corner stores and instead should consider strong enforcement of age 21 sales restrictions. Prohibition creates a black market for vaping products or inadvertently pushes individuals back to smoking tobacco. This is this is an incredible incredible press release. Uh, it's going to be in the description of this video. Boosh, I just put it in the chat right there. But this is great. It's a quick, easy read if you want to reread it yourself. It's easily shareable. And this is from NYU. This is a legit study. One thing I wanted to mention is that uh, one of the people that worked on this study, in addition to Glazer Narura, Niarua, I am bad with names. In addition to Glazer, Nauria, and Abrams, study authors Amanda Johnson of the University of Oklahoma Health Science Center and Jennifer Pearson of the University of Nevada, Reno School of Community Health Sciences. Fuck yeah, Reno, Nevada. Reno, Nevada, a curse on you. I lived in Reno, Nevada for a real long time. So I get stoked. You know, it's one of those things like you never see stuff about Reno. You never see, oh, this presidential candidate from Reno, Nevada. Oh, this brilliant scientist from Reno, Nevada. Nope. That's not what you see. So it's nice to see Reno, Nevada represented in something like this. And again, all that these researchers did was look at the data that's already exists, that is already readily available, the same data that Scott Gottlieb used to proclaim the epidemic in the first place. How does an epidemic get proclaimed by someone and then other people look at that same data and go, that guy's wrong. That guy's wrong. Here's what the data actually is showing. It's a complicated ant. You just can't say epidemic. 
but there's no sound bites for saying, oh, well, very few tobacco-naive youths have picked up vaping. In fact, the vast majority of the current youth that are using e-cigarettes are either current or former smokers, which shows that vapor products might be displacing much more harmful combustible tobacco products. That doesn't fit on a headline, but youth vaping epidemic definitely, definitely fits on a headline. Oh, 800, you, yeah, <laughs> fits on a headline. Stay, whoa, <sighs> stay hydrated, hydro homies. <sighs> so that's where we leave this. That's all the news that's fit to publish. Uh, I just want to remind everybody, we can, uh, we can take this straight to 3.30 if you want to. There's a few super chats and I know someone asked about Picard. I, I usually end Tuesday Bro Tuesdays with like a big motivating like uh, we are the revolution, we vape, we vote, get active. I feel like I'm preaching to the choir when I say that because I know you guys are active. I know you're doing things that you can. I see you guys on Twitter. I see you guys emailing me, you know, uh, articles. I see you guys emailing me bills and calls to actions. And I see you guys on Facebook, you know, spreading good information. I I don't I don't feel like I need to com- completely continue to preach to the choir, but we're doing a really good job and we just need to keep going. We need to stay the course because I've said this before and I'll say it again, but I really think that they thought that we would give up by now. I think we were greatly underestimated and that just makes me stoked. That just makes me stoked. And if you're not active, it's real easy to get active. You get on Twitter, you follow a few people, you go down the rabbit hole, you start reading articles, you start tweeting at politicians, it all just flows out of you naturally. And I realize, look, it's a big ask. It's a big ask to get people to defend vaping because honestly, the majority, the overwhelming majority, yeah, Maine, there's Maine's on the books, Rhode Island's on the books. Uh, I would really, I mean, CASA is doing a great job of staying up on a lot of this. Uh, August8th.org still works. That website is still active and you can do it and, and go there and get information from it. Um, what was I going to say? Something about being, oh, it's a big ask. It's a big ask. It's It's like, there's, here's the thing. I can't make any analogies because there's never been anything like this before. There's never been ex-smokers that have found vaping and now these ex-smokers have to defend their right to a less harmful alternative. It's, it's, it's a really weird thing and it's a really big ask. If someone's a smoker right now and they don't know any of this, what's going on, and they go into a vape shop and they pick up uh, whatever AIO kit, that Vupu Vinci, a grim kit maybe. And they're like, wow, this is really great. Yeah, okay. Oh, wow, I don't really need to smoke cigarettes. And they and they go a week without smoking cigarettes and they go back into the vape shop and they're like, I need some more liquid. I haven't smoked a cigarette in a week. I need some more liquid. And they go, that's great. Here's, we'll sell you some more liquid. By the way, <laughs> you want to become a tobacco harm reduction advocate? 
You want to defend vaping to clueless politicians that are that are legislating with a sledgehammer instead of legislating with a scalpel? You want to learn about the MSA? You want to learn about tobacco taxes? You want to learn about harm reduction? You want to learn about the Surgeon General? You want to learn about the FDA? You want to learn about the, the inner workings of the pre-market tobacco application process? The person who just quit smoking with a vape is like, no, I mean, do I have to? I guess it's a big ask. It's a big ask. And we've spent a lot of years in the vape industry, in the vape community. It shouldn't be our fight. I agree with you that it shouldn't be our fight, but it also should be our fight because the consumers in America, I believe, have, have the power. The consumers have the power. We have the power. We have the numbers. All these federal employees, they work for us. Our tax dollars pay their salaries. If they don't, if they're doing something that you don't like, or if you voted for uh, Charlie Baker over there in Massachusetts and you don't like what he's doing, you have to let him know that you don't like what he's doing. This isn't just, you know, this is getting people involved in the system. You know, this is getting people involved in the, in the whole system, not just vaping. I think vaping has really opened a lot of people's eyes to the way that this works and the fact that it's broken, man. It doesn't work for the benefit. I have never heard anybody ever say, oh, good, more government. Oh, good. Oh, good. They expanded their power. Good. Oh, they banned more things. Excellent. Oh, they regulated more things. Excellent. I don't know why everybody thinks that regulation is a good word. Regulation is a bad word. We want less regulations. Some regulations, sure. And this is where I land on vape regulations is I think that the federal government should regulate these products for the safety of the product only and not the effects of the product. That's not their job. That's not their job. And I mean, California is a perfect example of of regulations just fucking up the whole industry. The cannabis industry in California, the black market still outsells the legal market like three to one because they've so heavily regulated cannabis in California and there is so many hoops to jump through and so much red tape to clean up that the black market is thriving in California. Even though it's legal here, even though it's legal here, the black market still thrives over the legal market because of too much regulations. I know, regulation far superior to prohibition, Daniel Jones. I will... I will concede to that point 800%. Regulation is always going to be better than prohibition, but too much regulation might as well just be prohibition. You can regulate something so that it doesn't even resemble what it used to be. Not all regulations are bad. Lots of regulations are bad. Lots of regulations are bad. Choice. Uh, You know, and I'm a freedom guy. I'm a libertarian guy. So I believe in the market. I believe in the free market wholeheartedly. All right. So I'm just going to end this. I'm going to end this Tuesday, bro, Tuesday right now by saying thank you so much, you guys, for coming out and hanging out with me. Um, 
I love Tuesday, bro, Tuesday. I love the vlog and I love streaming. It's my new love affair with, with, with vaping and with YouTube in general. I was just going down a dead end on YouTube. I wasn't excited. I wasn't having a lot of fun. And streaming has just reinvigorated me just a thousand percent, just 10,000 fold. I really love it and I really love that you guys come out and just spend a few hours with me every week. It just does mean a lot to me and I hope that we can get a lot of good information out there and I hope that we feel radicalized, you know? I feel that I feel like we need, we're galvanized now and we're going to we're going to continue this fight and I'm going to continue this fight and I'll continue this fight when you need to rest and I hope that you continue the fight when I need to rest. And just thank you guys for being part of it, for being part of something, you know, being part of the cause, being part of something bigger than yourself. That's really what I love is I love just being a part of this. I love being a part of something that's bigger than me. And as much as I can contribute, I will. But seriously, thank you guys so much for coming out. Um, to answer whoever's question that was, okay, wait, wait, there's there's a few more super chats if anyone wants to stick around. Are Vaporesso mesh coils good? Yes. Vaporesso makes rockin' mesh coils. I haven't had their mesh coils in a while. I've been on that Inokin Angry Mesh for a minute and the Falcon 2 Mesh for a minute. Haven't had any Vaporesso mesh. I have a Vaporesso that I'll set up and I'll let you know about that mesh. But generally, Vaporesso coils are tip-top, high-quality, good shit. Ranger Man, the 5 million number comes out of their ass. Oh, I had a, you know, I had a feeling that that's kind of where it came from. I had a feeling. Chinese Jimmy, there's a fist for you. Do what you will with it. Hopefully it's just a bump. I don't want you doing anything else. Just bump it. Appreciate that, brother. Mike, very gracious of you. My wife vaped zero milligram to stay away from sweets and lose weight. It's lowering her risk of diabetes. Harm reduction. Fuck yeah, harm reduction. God, I love harm reduction. Nothing like reducing the harm in your life. That's why every time I get in a car, I put on a seatbelt. Every time, seat belt. I ride a bike, helmet. I go outside, shoes. Shoes are harm reduction. They reduce the harm of the ground to your soft little jelly human feet. Shoes are harm reduction. Clothes are harm reduction. Uh, water, this is harm reduction. You're reducing the harm of dehydration by consuming water. I don't understand why people can't get harm reduction. I uh, appreciate that very much, Mike. Appreciate that. Um, to the gentleman asking in the chat, maybe we'll talk about this on the vlog and getting to know Grim Green. I loved Picard. Uh, I loved the first episode. I thought it was spectacular. Some really good Star Trek to be had there. And I really, I, I really, really liked it. So with that said, we're going to close out this Tuesday Bro Tuesday episode one more time. Seriously, thank you guys so much for watching. I really appreciate it. I will see you here Thursday for the vlog. It's back on Thursday, 4.30 p.m. Be there or, I don't know, don't, you don't have to be there. I'm not, look, I'm not the boss of you, but I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Yeah, the 5 million vaping youth, Daniel. That's something we need to talk about. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. No matter what, it, no, remember that no matter what anybody says, any crooked politicians, Mike Bloomberg or Andrew Yang or Pete Buttigieg. Absolutely, you guys, let's keep on vaping. Be excellent to each other, you guys. Peace.